Oh my gravy. We're back. We're back with episode two. Hopefully it's not as awkward as, as the first episode, but also the feedback I got from the first episode, y'all, you had me literally crying. Like, like Kim K, ugly cry, full snot in everything because I am just so freaking grateful for y'all. I am so grateful to have y'all in my corner to be cheering me on. I mean, y'all, in our first week, we got like a fuck ton of downloads. Like, I don't even know the exact number right now, but it was a fuck ton. So I am so appreciative of every single one of y'all sharing it on your Instagram story. I love resharing it. So Whenever you love this episode too, because I bet you will, make sure you share it on your Instagram stories and tag me as well. I love resharing them. Um, also, I'm Allie for any of you that don't know who I am, but also if you found this podcast, you probably know who I am. Um, and if you don't, like you're about to learn today, Junior, you're going to learn today. Name that movie. Just just name it. Name it for me. Um, but anyways, I am so stinking psyched y'all I just ran 13.1 motherfucking miles on my feet y'all I used to be the bitch that said I don't even want to drive 13.1 miles and here I am running it I also haven't showered since running said 13.1 miles because I was like I don't want to wipe off the the inspiration the magic that is Allie Griffith disgusting sweat. Also, my car smells god awful. How do you get sweat out of cloth seats? Like I I so so t- sidebar, but these are the thoughts that go through my head. Um but y'all, I am just I am on cloud 9. I am legit on cloud 9. For those of y'all that don't know, um I'm training for a motherfucking marathon. Like <laughs> training for a marathon. I don't even think I can say that without freaking out. Like what? Yeah, training for a marathon um in April in Nash Vegas, Nashville, which is the Vegas of the South. So if you're in Nashville and you want to come cheer me on at the Rock and Roll Marathon or if you're there to help pick me up and pull me across the finish line. I'm there for both. So come cheer me on. Um, but I really wanted to just take this episode and like, let's just chat. Let's chat about my running journey. Let's chat about, I wrote down like five things that, you know, running a half marathon, but also running in general has taught me about just fitness and nutrition and all the things also mindset. Um, and then I am going to talk about the experience of the half marathon. So I, don't know where I want to start. Which way do we want to start? Do we want to go with the five first thing? Or do we want to talk about the marathon experience, the half marathon experience? What do we want to do? What do we want to do? Allie, what do you want to do? I'm going to tell you guys about the experience. So if y'all aren't familiar with Georgia, Georgia has a fuck ton of hills. Like, <laughs> Tennessee is the the hill state, but I feel like Georgia should be like a close second. Like, I feel like I am never able to find a run without hills. So that's a thing. So today was no different. We had, I don't know, over 900 feet of ascend and then like seven something of descend, which if you don't speak running, you don't really know what that means. Just know it was a hilly bitch. She was, she was a hilly one. And it was the exact same way with my first one. So my first half marathon I ran in December of 2021. It was my last two raw. I really wanted to end 
2021 with a bang. And how else can you end a year of complete transformation than to run a half marathon when you never ran a day in your life before? October of that year, because that's what a sane individual does. Y'all, I have never claimed to be a sane individual. I am an insane individual. Ask my husband. I am legit fucking insane in the membrane. So don't look to me for practical advice, but you can look to me for ballsy advice. Like I'm like, we're, we're balls deep in here. So I started running in October and I was like, you know what? We're going to run or fuck. No, it was June. It was definitely June. Why am I lying? October was my first 5K ever in my entire life. Um, So June, we started running because why not? We already finished 75 hard. Like I was addicted to proving to myself, like you can do hard shit. So I was like, let's fucking do it. Like, let's go, bro. Let's go do it. Um, And so I started running and it was hot as balls, but you know, that's Georgia in June. And then in October, I was like, all right, Allie, we're going to sign up for our first 5K. Y'all, I was petrified, like, like shaking in my boots, petrified. Like it was scary AF. I ended up like running up a hill and having cramps and couldn't breathe. I had to have somebody talk me through it. But once I finished that, I was like, yo bitch is a runner. Like what? And then you get so excited and you get so obsessed with the camaraderie. I was like, I just did a 5k. I wonder if I can do a 10k. And then I was like, let's go do a 10K. And a month later, I did a 10K, which is November. And then I was like, you know what, Allie? Let's go out with a motherfucking bang. Like, let's let's set the world on fire. Let's run a half marathon. Um, I didn't have a coach to train me. I honestly didn't really train practically. I just really Googled, GTS Googled that shit and followed a uh, like made up Pinterest plan um, and went with it. But I will say, y'all, this was in a time where my nutrition was, how shall we say, I was in maintenance mode. I knew the holidays were there. Like I was in maintenance. So I was treating myself a lot more. I had alcohol more frequently than I did before. I was, you know, having snacks here and there. I was in total maintenance mode and I didn't really realize the severity that nutrition plays when training for something like a half marathon or a marathon or anything like that, which we'll get into with my tips. So anyways, long story short, I go in to that half marathon. The longest I had ran was 10 miles. And you side note, right? Sidebar, y'all, you're going to fucking realize that these conversations are so ADD. It's literally how my brain works. Did y'all like, am I the only one that I'm like, I've ran 10 miles before. What's another three? Like another three should be a cakewalk, should be a walk in the park, a leisurely stroll. It was everything but. So anyways, that was just like a sidebar thought that I had. Anywho, so we went and ran that half marathon. It started off pretty strong. I was averaging, you know, 12 and a half minutes per mile, which was average for me then. And granted, y'all, this was again two months ago. And that was average for me. And I was I was trucking along. It slowed down a little bit, but I was trucking, fueling, all the good things. And then mile 11 hit. Y'all, 11. Mile 11 still haunts my nightmares to this freaking day. And remember when I just told you that who would think 
three extra miles on top of 10 would like send you into a freaking pit of disaster. But nonetheless, it fucking just destroyed every single thing in my legs. And my feet cramped up. It seized up. I that mile 11 was a 16 and a half minute mile, my friends. 16 and a half minute mile. I am sure grandpa with a freaking walker was surpassing me. Like it was a disaster. And I fought through it. And in that moment, I truly did not think I was going to make it through that. Like I, I was on the phone with my husband. I was debating having him come pick my ass up. I'm like, come pick me up. Let's go straight home. I'm not even looking at that finish line. Like it's not happening. And then I was like, Allie, we did not come this far to only come this far. And I think that's a lot to say in anything, right? Y'all like we don't go this far, just only go this far. Like we, yeah, it's going to freaking be hard and it's like tough, but that's why everybody doesn't fucking do it, right? Everybody doesn't do it because it's hard. If it was easy, everybody and they mama would be doing it. So in that moment, I had the biggest blessing. There was a woman, I basically ran this entire half marathon alone, but there was this woman that ended up running this last this mile with me and she had the most inspiring story and telling me that she's over she was like 55 and she had just you know had this insane surgery but then also lost this insane amount of weight and and all of this story of her and she's crushing it and I'm like Allie you can't give up like giving up is not even an option because this amazing, remarkable woman right here is like fucking just cruising along. So needless to say, I powered through that mile and I couldn't like walk. Walking hurt more than running. So I, I use running as a loose term. I was more of a uh, walking in a running motion. And then eventually it went numb. My feet went numb and I was able to cross that finish line. I crossed my first half marathon finish line at two hours, 57 minutes and 57 seconds on that first one. I clocked in right under thing. I never truly believed I could do like I'm Allie, a runner bitch. The only thing I ever ran for in my entire life was for a margarita. Like I, I ran to a margarita plate. Like you would not catch me running. You would never even catch me speed walking in gym in fucking elementary school. I refused to run. I was like, I'm not letting these bitches see how slow I could run. So we're just going to walk it and take the F on the physical fitness test. Like I've never been a runner. Cheerleading, I refused to run. Basketball, it was more of like a speed walk. Like I just, I never ran before. And being somebody that had one of the most impactful years of her life, it was an amazing way to end it, especially with how much of a mental struggle that was. So fast forward, um, I am training for a marathon. I've already told you all that. And this time was so different. Y'all, it was so different. And I'll tell you a few of the things that I've done differently. But I will tell y'all, it was so different. I am in full-on fitness training mode. So we're not YOLOing. We're not in maintenance mode. We're like training with intensity and eating with intention. And it really showed in this race. This race was, again, 13.1 miles. And I started it so anxious. I was so afraid of having 
another mile 11. Like I was so afraid of having that really tough time. And I feel like, you know, side note, sidebar, like we all have a mile 11 in our life, right? Like, fuck, your mile 11 might be you got COVID, right? Your mile 11 might be somebody died in your family. Your mile 11 might be you're getting a divorce, whatever. We all have really, really, really hard shit that fucking happens in our life. And in that moment, it can feel impossible, impossible to keep going. It can feel like you're fucking walking on shards of glass. It can feel like you are like stacked up. Odds are stacked up against you and you will never finish. And you're like, I've gone this far. I'm so close, but I truly don't think I can go any further. And in that moment, we all get to make life-changing decisions. We get to decide, are we going to fold like a fucking house of cars? Are we going to buck up and show up and keep fucking going, right? And so in that moment, you get to decide, you know what? Yeah, life really fucking sucks right now. It blows a major one, but I can choose how I react to this situation. In that mile 11, I reacted in a way that I was so damn proud of when many would have quit. And honestly, so many people would have not even judged me for quitting. They would have said, it's okay. Look how far you made it. It's fine, you were hurt. No, it's not fucking fine. Can we stop saying it's fine when we don't live up to our full potential? Because it's not. It's not fine to not finish something when we could have finished it. It's not fine to give up whenever it's getting tough because it's tough. It's not fine. It's never been fine. So let's stop acting like it's fine. Fine? (laughs) Anyways, that was a sidebar rant right there. So... This time I, I I went out guns blazing. My coach, which this time, you know, I'm training for a marathon. So I did hire a coach who creates my plans. Um, but she, we had a very conservative, you know, strategy going in. I was going to do a 12 mile, 12 minute mile for the first 10 miles and see how I felt at mile 10. And then I would kick it up. Well, I clearly don't know how to listen and I feel bad for not listening. So if you're my coach, I'm sorry. I'm a fucking hardhead. I went out guns blazing. I went out. It felt easy. It felt good. I was running the first four miles at 10 minutes and 50 some odd seconds, 40 some odd seconds around there. And it felt so good, almost too good. And I was like, Allie, you're forgetting. This is not a sprint. This is a half marathon. Like we're not going in it for a fucking short time. We're in there for the long haul. So we've got to, we got to cool it. We got to, we got, we got to pump the brakes a little bit. And then the hills came. Those pump me, pump my brakes easily. Um, And I was cruising along. I was making really good time which I didn't really know that until I turned halfway because I don't like to look at my pace because I get too in my head. So I literally just look at my heart rate for the first half and then I'll, when I turn around to go back for the second half of the race, I'll look at my time. And once I got, you know, past the six and a half, seven mile mark, I looked at my time and I was like, Allie, bitch, bitch, you are on pace to clock in under two and a half hours. That's a 30 minute deduction from my last race. And in that moment, I was like, we're going for it. 
And I would love to tell you it was like smooth sailing and it was, it got tough. I got a cramp in mile nine that lasted for two miles and I kept pushing. There was two ginormous big daddy hills like <laughs> big daddy was thick, big hills right there towards the end. And I was running on, you know, I was running there on fumes, but I was like, you're so close. You are so close. And y'all. When I see this like vivid, like I can do this, it pushes me. And so I ended up finishing my second race at two hours, 28 minutes and 59 seconds. Y'all, I was amazed. I was amazed at the growth that I had. I was amazed at the just how much growth can happen in two months. And I would love to tell you that I have all the answers and I feel like I have some, but I definitely don't have all of them, but I will give you guys my five tips. And then towards the end of this podcast, I am going to answer some of the questions from the class all about running. But I hope that just like gives you a little insight on half marathons and also the progression, but also the reminder that y'all, we're not good, all good at stuff the first time we do it. I mean, you have to think, remember when you first had kids, if you have kids, remember that first day on your job, you probably fucking sucked. You probably sucked, but you couldn't just say, mm, you know, this parenthood thing is not for me. Can I just give it back? Like, no, you can't do that shit, right? You've got to work through the suck until you suck a little less. And that is my entire running journey. I have sucked and sucked and sucked until I sucked a little less and then I sucked a little less. And now I don't suck as bad. I'm still not the fastest person in the world and I probably never will be. Y'all, I am a 215 pound woman running half marathons and marathons and clocking in 30 plus miles a week. Y'all, if I can... I truly believe any motherfucker can because I've been doing this since I was 250 pounds. So stop letting your weight, your size, your stature, because you don't look like other runners, stop letting that shit hold you back. Because at the end of the day, y'all, you don't have to look like them, be like them, do them because it's you against you. And that is one thing I love about running. I have never once, I kind of forget sometimes that bitches actually go out there with the desire to win the whole race. Like my desire, once I start there, like my desire is to beat the woman I was last time. That's the only thing that ever goes through my mind is I don't, I, 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 I don't even, I didn't even know people actually wanted to win these things. I thought we were just trying not to suck as bad as we did last time. And so that is really just kind of my motto as I go through this running journey. And as I do anything in life, y'all, you can insert, like if you hate running, which also hated running for a long time and I love it now, but if you hate it, think, insert it, whatever it is in your life right now, right? Maybe it's CrossFit, right? You're going to suck and you're going to suck a little bit more and you're going to suck a little less each time until you stop sucking is bad. It's everything. It's hard. It's sticky. It's, it's uncomfortable, but nothing ever changes when we're sitting there in our comfort zone, just twiddling our fucking thumbs. 
right? We got to get outside of that shit. So anyways, that's a long rant. We're already at 20 minutes. Y'all, my goal was to make these under 30 minutes. That fucking shit ain't happening today. So I hope I'm not boring you to death. One of my first things that I really learned through running half marathons, but also just running in general, is if you think about how far you have to go, you've pretty much already lost the battle. Y'all, the worst thing you can possibly do is go there on mile one thinking, fuck, I still have 12 miles to go, right? It's the worst thing to think about mile six. I still have six more miles to go. Y'all, running has taught me to be in the moment. Stop looking forward to how far we have to go and keep looking right there where we're at. Keep your faith planted right there where you're at. That can go with anything in our life, right? That can go with your fitness journey. God, I have a fucking hundred pounds to lose. I have a hundred pounds to lose. That seems impossible. And yeah, if you're thinking about it like that, it's going to be fucking impossible. But if you just take it day by day and fall in love with the process, fall in love with the journey, fall in love with the beauty that is in that journey, it doesn't seem as impossible because you'll blink and you'll be 60 pounds down and you'll be 70 pounds down or you'll be nine miles in and 10 miles in and you're enjoying the process instead of dreading how far you have to go, which then makes you get inside of your head. Y'all, the destination is never the most beautiful thing. You know what is? The journey. I have learned so much more from the journey than I ever could learn from hitting the goals that I've hit. So much more. Number two, y'all, I know bitches say this all the time. Hold on, I need water. Remember, a hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. Drink your water. Side note, do you know what would be a really fun game to play while you listen to this podcast, especially if you struggle at drinking water? Make it a freaking game. Every single time I say a cuss word, you've got to take a chug of water. I promise me, promise you, your fucking ass is going to be one hydrated bitch. Just, just try it. Every single time I cuss, go ahead, take a chug of water and you will no longer be dehydrated. You will be hydrated AF. Ready? Fuck. Go ahead. There you go. Drink a second. Hold up. Here we go. Mmm. So number two, y'all nutrition is everything. I can say this till I'm blue in the face. Nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. The biggest difference between the last time I ran a half marathon and the this time was nutrition. Nothing truly will open your eyes and change your relationship with food more than becoming a runner. Because 12, 13, 10, nine miles, y'all, is a hell of a long time to be running when you feel like shit and you fueled your body like shit. Like you're, you're literally going to be running on a prayer at that point. Like it's, it's a long ass time and you realize the impact that food has on you. That is why I'm big on my ritual. Every night before a race, I have steak and taters and mushrooms. And then every morning I have a yogurt parfait. Like this just fuels my body and it makes me feel good and I know how it works with my digestive. But it really truly nutrition, it helps you just get in a really good relationship with nutrition. Y'all, I've done many hit workouts on really shitty nutrition and it sucks, but it doesn't suck as bad because it's 18 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. The longer that you do something, the more you realize how truly nutrition impacts so much so much. Number four, 
Oh shit, never mind. We're on number three. There is so much beauty in the journey, which I feel like I talked about with number one. So we're just going to go. Remember y'all, so much beauty in the journey. Stop being fixated on where you want to be because you will miss the beautifulness of where you are right now. Don't be that person that's never happy because you're always chasing something. You're always like, ah, you know, if only this, I'll be happy. Oh, that is a statement that fucking just makes my skin crawl. I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when I lose the 10 pounds. I'll be happy when I hit that PR. I'll be happy when I lose a hundred pounds. I'll be happy when I'm a size six. If you are waiting on that to validate your happiness and to be happy in where you are, guess what? You're going to be unhappy because take it from a bitch that has hit all of her goals before when she was waiting on it to be happy. I sat there on that scale at my goal weight feeling empty as fuck. And you wonder why you don't want to stick with this shit. The reason why you don't want to stick with it is because you're not allowing yourself to be happy in the journey. You feel like you have to be at the destination to be happy. So you never make it there. Number four, if you have a shit mindset or if you tell yourself shit thoughts, you're probably going to have a shit outcome. That was a lot of water chugs right there if you're doing my challenge. But seriously, y'all, mindset is everything. And having those thoughts and letting them run wild can only end in a really rough outcome. Anytime I start a race or a run or a workout and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this. My mind is literally looking for all of the reasons to validate why I don't want to do this. Our mind can look for excuses or they can look for solutions. They can't look for both. So you're either going to be searching for excuses or searching for solutions. You're either going to be searching for all the reasons why you can't do this or all the reasons why you can. And your brain will look for what you tell it to look for. So if you're looking and thinking of how awful this is going to be and how much 13 miles is going to suck or 10 miles or how much this workout's going to suck or how much eating this salad's going to suck, then your brain is going to only be looking for the reasons why this sucks. And then you're not going to want to freaking do it, right? So just realize the power of our thoughts. I think sometimes we forget that our thoughts have a lot of power on us. Because at the end of the day, right, no one knows them but us. So we feel like they're not affecting anybody. And if you think they don't affect anybody, are you calling yourself a nobody? Because, bitch, you are a whole somebody. A whole somebody. So can we please all stop viewing ourselves as nobodies and start viewing as somebody? Well, nobody hears these thoughts. Yeah, somebody does. You, bitch. You hear those thoughts. Um, sorry, I had to go to the restroom and then my sister came in. So I totally lost my train of thought. So let's go on to number five, y'all. It doesn't matter how you start. It matters that you finish. I think that's with anything in our lives, right? No one is handing out rewards for those that start freaking strong as hell and fizzle out because they're burnt out or fizzle out because they didn't have the stamina to sustain that, right? I don't ever give a flying rat's ass how you start anything. Oh, I started this new diet and I crushed week one. I was 100%. I didn't give in to temptation. Okay, congratulations. It's new. But if you're not sustaining that, it does fucking nothing. I'll check with you in at week four or week five. So many of us start 
really, really, really strong, almost too strong. And we don't remember to pace ourselves. We don't remember y'all that we're not fucking running a sprint, right? You've got to make sure that anything in your life that you do, nutrition or fitness or business or life in general, that you're going in it with the long haul in mind. You're doing it at a sustainable pace that you know that you could do forever. Because newsflash, just because you hit your goal weight or just because you hit your fitness weight or whatever fitness weight, your fitness goal or whatever the case may be, it never fucking ends. You've got to do it for the rest of your life. And if you don't, right back to where you started. So just remember, y'all, I don't care if you start slow as balls on anything, right? I always tell my girls, right? My clients, I tell them, y'all, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. A marathon, you go out guns fucking blazing, but you can only sustain that. Like, right, a sprint, right? You go out guns blazing. You are like going as fast as you can, but it's something that you can only sustain for maybe a mile. And then you're burnt out and you're done and you're exhausted. That's the way it is if you start a freaking extreme diet, right? You're cutting out your entire freaking life, basically. You're going out guns blazing and you're going to get burnt out very quickly. But if you go in with a conservative pace, right? You still enjoy treats here and there. You're choosing just a couple things to change in your life. You're choosing, you know, maybe it's I'm going to add veggies or I'm going to drink more water or whatever the case may be. You're going out conservatively. So then you can build on it as you go and then finish strong. Y'all, stop putting so much emphasis on how you start something. I've got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. I've got to have my whole plan wrote out. I got to have this. I got to have that. And put more emphasis on how you're going to do it when you're in mile 11 like I was that first marathon. Because that truly is when you're going to find out what you're made of and find out if that's something that you can sustain, that's something that you can do for a long haul or not. How many of y'all have gone and done something extreme like keto or paleo or Jenny Craig or Octavia or any of these other extreme diets and you see crazy results the first three weeks? But then by week four, you're exhausted, you're burnt out, you can't do it anymore. Then you gain all that shit back and then some. That's what happens. So when we go out and focus with the end in mind versus the beginning and going out strong as hell and then fizzling out, we can really truly make this more of a consistent pace. And that is truly what yields the most results is consistency over time, y'all. Consistency over time is what truly will get you to where you want to go. Because I guarantee you, every single one of you bitches don't want to just get a little bit in, right? You want to go the whole nine miles, right? You want to freaking just crush the entire thing. So let's stop going in it with short-term right? Let's go in it for the long haul. So anyways, that is really the tips I have. Real, I just really truly want to show you how much can change when one, you're changing your mindset around food, around fitness, around fuel, around all of these things. 
When you change your mind, it changes your life. I see women all the time asking, hey, what do you do for fitness? Or what do you do for nutrition? Or I want to read these results. I was like, that fucking shit don't matter. Y'all, we all know what we need to do. We all know that we need to fuel our body with intention and we need to move our body. That shit don't matter in the grand scheme of things. It's what happens between your ears that truly will give you those lasting results. In anything we do in life, in fitness, in nutrition, in motherhood, in business, in in life, in general, it's what our thoughts control our actions. And our actions control our results. It's literally like the success formula. Okay, so let's go ahead and answer some questions. Holy shit, we're 32 minutes into this thing. All right, y'all, buckle up. Questions are coming your way. All right, y'all, we are back. And I'm gonna answer as many of these questions as I can until we get to about 45 minutes. Remember, y'all, if you are enjoying this podcast episode and you're enjoying the content or you're smiling a little bit or laughing a little bit, please share it on your Instagram stories and tag me. Also, rate and review it, y'all. That is how this podcast grows and I'll tell you and remind you at the end. But please, 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 that is how I'm gonna grow. That's how people are gonna get to, to hear about this bitch. Okay, so the first question I want to run, but I'm nervous about how bad I will be and people's judgment. Y'all, I am sorry, but other people's opinions of you is none of your damn business. If I let the fear of what others would think hold me back, I would have never done 75 hard. I would have never done, gone all into my journey. I would have never started running none of these things. And I guarantee you, y'all, everyone starts somewhere. Every single person starts somewhere. And I think we forget that in the grand scheme of things because we see where they are now and we don't see where they started. You didn't see where I started, most of y'all. Y'all, I started with running an average of an 18-minute mile. Bitches walk faster than that. If we let the fear of judgment or failure keep us from going in the arena, we will never see what we're made of. And so I would just like to urge you to think, are these thoughts that I am making up in my head right now? Or has somebody actually said that? Because most of the time we will think worst case scenario in our head before anything could remotely ever happen towards that. But what if, what if for just one time we thought best case scenario? Y'all, I will tell you, I was dead. (laughs) I was petrified that people were going to judge me when I started running. But I will tell you that the running community as a whole are some of the most encouraging individuals that I have ever met in my entire life. High fives and the camaraderie and everybody cheering each other on. There's, yes, comparison can be a thing, but I feel like that's in anything in our life. And so just remember that at the end of the day, if we let judgment hold us back from everything in our life, we will never try anything new. Okay. Number two, do you follow a specific program when you first got started? So when I first started running, I didn't. I literally just started. I didn't really start following a program or working with a coach until January. Um, So I really just started. I went and did things my way and I just went out to run. I didn't know about heart rate training and all these things. I just started. And I think that's one thing, y'all, I remember when I told you about the start. So many of us let the fear of, oh, I don't want to do this wrong or I don't know what I'm doing or all these things. We let the fear of not knowing everything stop us from doing something. And y'all, moving slowly forward 
beats the hell out of staying in the same fucking spot. So just do it. Just start. Y'all, the best way that I worked to, like I just started was I started with music. I did intervals, right? I ran for a half a song and walked two songs. Ran for a half a song and walked two songs. And then I worked my way up from there. Do it messy. Do it the best you can, but don't not do it because you don't know what you're doing. Okay, next question. So somebody asked, what are some things that I recommend for new runners? Getting a good pair of friggin' running shoes. Y'all, there are so many running stores out there. Go get fitted for a good pair of running shoes. What works for me might not work for you. What works for Sally might not work for Susie, right? Like you've got to make sure it's for your specific foot. I never owned a pair of sneakers before I bought these to go running. Like I, I just didn't wear them. And so I went and bought a pair and they were the wrong size. I went and got fitted and realized that I'm actually an 11 wide, not just a size 10. So really going and getting a good pair of running shoes. That is really all you need to start running. It's just a good pair of running shoes at the beginning. The uh, rest, you'll figure it out as you freaking go. Okay, so somebody asked, what usually gets me through that wall we hit usually mid run y'all it's especially when you're endurance running but I feel like this is in anything right there's we always hit a wall maybe it's mid workout or maybe it's mid work day or maybe it's you know whatever the case may be it can be the middle of anything I truly think when you change your mindset from quitting is not an option there's a lot of options in this freaking world quitting is not one of them once you pull yourself away from even the thought that quitting is an option, that wall becomes a lot less scary. And you just push yourself like anything. You just know, well, I'm not allowed to quit. <laughs> the only time I'm allowed to quit is if I'm literally injured or I can't go anymore. And the only way you can't go anymore is because you're passed out on the ground or you're injured. Other than that, you keep going. Quitting is never an option. There are a lot of options in this world, right? But quitting is never one of them. I always say whenever we find ourselves in an effed up mind space, like I was my last run, um, it was like a training, my last training run before this half marathon, I found myself in this thought process of, God, I hate this, I don't wanna do this, all these things. But I knew quitting was not an option. I had two options, and we all have these same two options in our life, right? Option one is to change your mindset change your thoughts and take control of them. Or option two is stay in that same shitty mindset and keep fucking going. Those are the only two options we have. You get to decide which option you take, but there is not a third option. Quitting is not an option. And so when we realize that, that wall, it becomes a lot less scarier and you can push yourself a lot easier. All right, y'all. Next question, next question, next question. What do you listen to while you're running? So I am probably an unpopular opinion, but I like to listen to podcasts while I'm running, but I don't like to listen to like self-growth, like rah-rah shish kebab or David Goggins or anything that fuels my fire at all. I really like to listen to like trashy podcasts, ones that talk about sex or talk about pop pop gossip or, you know, television gossip or, you know, celebrities or, you know, they play like two truths and a lie or whatever. Just like shoot the shit kind of podcast to keep myself distracted because I found whenever I listen to music while I run, I get really in my head. Even if it's the best song 
by Eminem. I get really in my head. So I like to listen to music on shorter runs, right? Anything under six miles, I like to listen to music. But anything over six miles, like I like to listen to a podcast that gives me zero value into my life. It just entertains me. And I like literally laugh out loud while I'm running. So maybe finding a way to make it enjoyable for you to take your mind off of that. Y'all, if you're somebody that can run and listen to nothing, I commend you. But literally listening to my breath makes me want to vomit because it freaking, it just sounds awful. Like in my head, I sound like super sexy while I'm running and I just like, you know, whatever. And then whenever like my headphones die or I have to actually listen to myself run, I'm like, oh, girl, girl, you sound like a walking disaster. All right, we're gonna go ahead and do one last question before we end, y'all. This has been so much fun. Seriously, so much fun. And remember, if you ever want me to answer any of your questions on the podcast, just email me, bethatbpod at gmail.com. I am so happy to answer any and all questions y'all have. Literally, I'm an open book and I want this to be a collaborative podcast. So last question, how did you change your mindset around running to enjoy it? Is that even possible? It's 120% possible, but also we just have to think, why do we hate this? Right? Like why? I had to ask myself, why do I hate this? Why have I always told myself I can't be a runner? And the honest truth was because I wasn't good at it. It was uncomfortable. It was hard. It was something that I never put effort into learning. It was never anything I put effort into enjoying. So thus I just wrote it off as something that I physically could not do. Like I was like, I just can't, I can't run. I'm not a runner. But also y'all, if you have like anybody can be a runner. Like if you literally have legs, even if you don't have legs and you have prosthetics, you can run. So it's not the fact that you can't. It just might be the fact that you're not willing to. But the big way that I changed my mind around it is I am a very inquisitive person. And after doing 75 hard last year and proving myself, you actually can go all in and do something and do it well. I had to ask myself, what other things in my life have I been telling myself I can't do? that I can, or maybe that it's possible for me to do. And running was a big one that I could remember. And so I just became obsessed with seeing if it's actually possible for me. And I will tell you the only reason, like a big reason why everybody hates it is because like I get cramps or whatever the case may be. But if you're just focusing on doing what you can in that moment and stop thinking you've got to run, you know, a mile straight by yourself or, you know, your first time out and just doing it in a way that feels comfortable and feels obtainable, you can find joy in it. I found so much joy in running whenever I was running a half a song and walking two to three songs, running a half a song, walking two to three songs. I didn't even care about my pace. I was just enjoying the fact that I was actually pushing myself and and pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. So I really think changing your mindset around running and finding it enjoyable starts with changing your mindset around every, everything else in our life that we've said we can't do. Just really thinking, can I? Like, is this something that I physically can't do? Or is it something that I'm not willing to do? Can't I do it or can I do it? Like, let's actually see. Once you tell your, like, once you literally tell yourself, like, oh, well, maybe it's that I can't. Maybe it's I've got to figure out how, right? Your brain looks for what you tell it to look for. So if you're saying you can't do this, your brain is looking for all of the supporting reasons to validate the exact reason why you can't do that. But if you inquisitively say, I wonder if I can run. 
I wonder if I can find it enjoyable. I wonder if I can find working out enjoyable. Then your brain is going to start searching for all the reasons why maybe you can instead of you can't. So what you want your brain to search for, you got to tell yourself. So that is all we've got time for today, y'all. I really, 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 really appreciate y'all listening this far. If you got anything from this podcast, if you got a little laugh, a little inspiration, anything, share it to your stories. Maybe share it with one of your favorite quotes from this. And I would love to reshare it. Also, if you're not following me over on the gram, I don't know how you found this podcast, but come over. It's a freaking hoot and a holler over there. It's a party. Allie Griffith. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, emotional outbursts, my DMs are always open. Be that bpod at gmail.com is always open. I cannot wait. But also, before you go, I ain't done with you yet. Before you go, really quick, scroll down. Yeah, yeah, scroll on that app, whatever, and hit those stars. Rate me, review me, give me a big thumbs up. That's how we grow this podcast. That's how people get to hear about it. And that is how... I'm going to keep bringing stellar ass content. So until next time, y'all be that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you today. <laughs>